welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So how do you get creative when you are really busy? You've got loads going on in your business, your career, your life, your personal situation. Well, listen, fear not, because I am going to take you through this morning a great model, which I call the 2020 Creative Brainstorming Model. And this is going to help you get so much more out of your teams, get all those ideas that if you've got going on. So I don't know if ever you feel like this, where sometimes you've got so many ideas, but you just kind of can't formulate your thoughts. Or you might have the opposite problem, whereby you're so busy with the day-to-day, -day, chasing your tail, getting stuff done, that you don't have time to actually even think about being creative, never mind, you know, making it absolutely happen. So, you know, if you're in that space, don't worry, because I say, I'm going to take you through this 2020 brainstorming model, which is going to help you get super creative, but also your teams. So here we go. Now, whenever you are in a situation where you want to, you know, get that sort of ideas and focus, etc., out of your team's head, or, you know, it might be a business partner, it might just be you on your own, to be honest, this, it works equally well. Actually setting a scene and planning ahead is important. So, you know, at the end of the day, great creativity and ideas come when we set the scene for those to be created. And, you know, we can just carry on doing the day to day, delivering the plan as it is. But the reality is we could be missing out on really making a step change in our business, in our careers, in our personal lives if we don't give ourselves the chance to create new ideas and assess those ideas. So it's important that we do this because otherwise we will just plod along or there's a danger that you plod along and you miss the creativity, but it's not always easy. So grab a pen and paper. I'm gonna take you through quite a bit of info here. So the first thing is, right, step one, do a bit of planning. And by planning, I mean, just literally think about what is it you're trying to get out of the session. So, for example, you know, you might have a specific business challenge that you're grappling with at the moment. You might have had, I don't know, a competitor come into the market that's stealing share from you that's been really disruptive. And it's essential that you think and act differently in order to compete. It might just be that, you know, you, your, your operating margin is under pressure and your you know, core business is being eroded. So whatever it is, um, you know, think about what it is you're trying to get out of the session. You know, think about who should attend. Do you need a moderator? Where are you going to actually do this? Are you going to do it in the office, which sometimes can stifle creativity? Or are you going to kind of do an off-site, maybe with a social aspect? So put a bit of thought into the planning um, of the creative brainstorming session that you're going to 
go through. You might need to allocate a bit of budget to this as well as especially if you're going to go external to deliver it. So quite a little bit around the planning side of things. So that's stage one. Stage two, think about your environment. So as I mentioned just um, briefly then, where you actually do this can really impact the results you have. So I would always recommend if you can allow enough time and have put a little bit of resources behind it in terms of budget and team, etc., and taking people out of the business for a chunk of time, I would always recommend doing an offsite because it brings you into a whole new environment. So that alone kind of frees people from, you know, the sort of the day-to-day, -day. the temptation to go back to your desk or whatever is not there so much. So think about the environment, you know, do you want this to be quite a formal session or do you want it to be quite fun? You know, because again, you might choose a certain venue according to the sort of the, the atmosphere that you want to create. So think about the environment. And it's so important to actually, you know, remove distractions uh, when you do this kind of thing. Because as I say, otherwise you find that you don't get the best out of people. So first of all, bit of planning. What do you want to get out of it? And think about who should be involved, etc. And then the environment that you're going to actually do this in to get the best, get the results that you're looking for. Step three is a preparation. So all of this stuff is setting the ground. You know, I mean, you don't go and build a house without setting foundations first, do you? So this is what we're doing here. And then I'm going to get into the more detail of actually running a session like this um, yourselves or with a moderator. So the third step is about preparation. So when we talk about preparation, you know, think about what's the problem you're trying to solve for the business, you know, some key questions you might actually want the team to consider, possibly even in advance of doing this session, you know, what's working well, what are the challenges that you're facing, you know, what ideas do you have that could actually really make a difference, you know, is there anything that you should, you should stop, start um, or continue doing in the business, for example. So, quite a lot here in terms of preparation and you know once you actually uh, have decided the running order of the day it's quite helpful to actually send something to the teams the people that are attending in advance so that they know what to expect they know um you know things like even things like dress code etc you know and any preparation you want them to do any thinking ahead of turning up um, as I say, I would try not to not to over um, be too prescriptive at this stage because you want this to be creative. So if you make it too rigid, you're going to stifle that creativity. But at the same time, you want people to be coming with an open mind and sort of ready, really, for the session. So certainly an outline of what's going to how it's going to run, um, any expectations, the logistics. You know, parking, is there accommodation provided, all that kind of stuff, food, um, any dietary requirements, etc., etc. So, um, yeah, that's the preparation stage. Step four is the actual creative brainstorming part itself. So this is the framework and the process. So what I would say when you're actually doing an offsite like this, or you can do it in the office, as I say, but your results may not be quite so, so strong or so creative. And it's important to, to actually make sure that, you know, people are set up in the right way. So as you get organized, you know, depending on the size of the group, what you might do, if you're a larger group, you're probably going to break people into separate groups so that, you know, there's enough in the group that you're going to get interaction, but it's not too big. 
that means that some people don't get to speak. So, you know, as I say, you would in your preparation part, you possibly would have and I would recommend you do think about who should be in each group. So, you know, you might want to mix people up. You know, you might want if you've got five different departments present there, you might you know want one from each in a group of, of sort of five. So your group size, I would recommend so that it's no more, no less than than four um, and no more than eight. But, you know, sort of five, six is quite a nice number. So it's small enough that, that as I say, you can get proper dialogue and discussion going. Uh, but at the same time, it's not too big that other people that some people don't get to speak and don't have a voice. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're you create a safe environment. So, you know, th there are no stupid ideas. No ideas are too small or too big. You know, so I think when you're actually setting up the session, when you're physically there on the day, just make sure that you you set those ground rules to allow people freedom. So they feel comfortable to be able to share. Um, so, as I say, the first thing is, you know, split them up. Each group then as time to get creative. Now the 2020 brainstorming model, creative brainstorming model is all about where you brainstorm for at least 20 minutes, at least 20 ideas. Okay, so that's the 2020 rule. So you might go for longer, you might get more ideas, but as a minimum, each group needs to brainstorm for 20 minutes, 20 ideas or more. Um, and you know, as I say, some of the things that you might want to, to kind of get the team thinking about is, you know, as I say, what are the problems you're trying to solve for the business? What's working well? What challenges? What's happening in your competitor environment? You know, what ideas do you have um, either from yourself directly or that you might have heard from, from your teams as you're, you're kind of working on a day-to-day -day basis with people to allow those ideas to come up? Now, I would allocate, each group needs to nominate someone to write, you know, they'll have flip charts, etc. someone to write on the flip charts those ideas that are coming out. And equally, you want to nominate one spokesperson for the group. So the group should do that themselves. Um, I would recommend that you actually, you know, you have a moderator that's kind of going round each of the groups, just sort of facilitating, making sure they're clear on, on what they need to do, any sort of blockers, etc. Now, you as a leader have a decision here as to how you participate. You definitely shouldn't be in a group, um, in my opinion, because... When the boss is there, quite often people don't feel like they want to speak openly. So you shouldn't be in one of the groups. Now, you have two choices here. You might want to sort of float around the room so that you can just sort of hear what's going on. But, you're, you know, you might spend a bit of time in one group, then in another group. But sometimes that can also be a bit off-putting. So it is a choice. You kind of, but if you can sort of, I don't know, sort of, you know, ease into the background so that you're not intrusive, so the people don't feel like you're kind of spying on them what they're saying. But at the same time, you're able to just pick up the, the sense of what's coming through. It's really important to keep the energy levels high um, here. So, you know, loads of sort of, I don't know, sweets in the room. You might make it fun, get people standing up, get people moving around, getting into their groups. Because what you don't want is people being static and, and just sort of radio silence. You want to get those ideas going. If someone is maybe struggling to actually have a voice, you know, in each group, really just try and, you know, as a moderator, bring the more quiet people into the discussion if you can. 
So you could have a moderator. I recommend you have a moderator who's independent, that's there as the sort of the friend really to help with this. And you as the as the leader, you know, are sort of there just to observe really. So that's what they do, 20 minutes, 20 minutes of ideas, 20 ideas um, as a minimum. And then um, at the end of that session, each of the groups can then do a quick five, max 10 minute presentation to everyone else of the ideas that they've come up with, right? So this is a really cool way because it allows, you know, those ideas, those creative juices to kind of come together. Now, what you might find is that there's some duplication. So with the flip charts, what I would then do is those ideas which have been duplicated, get all the original ideas on the flip chart and now what we want to do is get into prioritization because it's great having all these ideas, but you might come away with 50 amazing ideas, which, you know, in any business is going to be pretty much impossible to implement all of them. So, again, this is about buying, you know, the teams have come up with these ideas that they're, they're really passionate about it, but we need to prioritize. So one exercise that I've actually done, which works really well and it gets everyone going, everyone engaged is essentially you give um, sticky dots um, to each member of every single team and essentially you go around the room you've heard the presentations quick fire five ten minute high energy presentations of all the ideas you've got rid of the duplicates so you then have the ideas that have been generated and then everyone you can choose how many sticky dots you give per person but let's just say for argument's sake it's three to five and essentially what that means everyone sort of goes around observes they've already heard the ideas that have been generated and they place their sticky dots their three or five no more than that three or five sticky dots against the ideas that they think are the best ones or the ones that resonate with them, whatever it may be. So what that allows you to do in a really quick way is to prioritize those ideas. So as I say, you, you will have decided that maybe you want to walk away with three or five ideas, possibly more, but I would recommend keep it to that because otherwise it's just too much and you'll never implement. And that then has a negative impact um, if the team have come up with loads of ideas that then nothing happens with. So once you've got the prioritization, you know, you can sort of step, step, step back from that. We see how everyone's placed their votes and then the moderator can kind of summarize and say, right, OK, these are our top ideas that collectively as a team we have voted against. And then essentially the next page from that is creating a one page proposal. So let's say you've got five groups, you've got five ideas. So what you can then do is allocate one idea to each group. So they go back into their breakout groups and actually from there they come up with a one page summary proposal as to what they're going to do with that idea. And really simply what they need to cover is, you know, what is what is the idea description of the idea? Why is it important? You know, what difference is it going to make either to the profitability of the business, to the customer experience, to employee welfare, to mindset, you know, whatever it might be. But what, why is it important? How? So this is the how. So what are the practical things that need to happen in order for this idea to come to fruition? So it might be allocation of resources. It might be time. It might be it needs a certain budget. It might be that there's a, there's a knowledge gap. So, you know, how are you going to actually bring this to life? And then you might want to, then what I would recommend, not might want to, you, what you then do is you cover off the what ifs. So you pick out any sort of issues, objections that, that might be, um, you know, put forward against the idea and you cover them off, 
you know, in terms of, so for example, there may well be a question around um, budget. Budget and time are the two ones that come up all the time. So you might actually be able to say, well, we can redeploy some of the budget from another project that isn't really working very well at the moment to this project. So overall, the business not costing the business anymore. Um, you might actually be able to create some resources by sort of people participating, you know, during their lunch hour, for example, or you might be able to job share on certain initiatives, etc. So you come up with you come up with solutions to those objections, and then the final uh, point to be covered on that one page is when. So the time frame for delivery. So on your one page, I'm just going to recap. You've got five parts. Five parts. What's the idea? Why is it important? How are you going to actually make it happen? What if, in terms of any objections, and when? So that means that out of that creative session, you've had all these amazing ideas and the ones which haven't been selected can be put on the, can still be taken forward at a later date. But you've got a prioritisation, you've got five ideas with a one page proposal. So you're walking away with, you know, real high energy, loads of ideas and a practical plan that can also be can be implemented. And then really step seven is is all about kind of making sure that this doesn't just stay as a one off exercise in the room. Because as I say, what that happened, what happens then is that it has the negative impact on the team. You know, they've gone away, they've got they've got all these ideas going, they've got the one page proposals, and then nothing happens. So, you know, it's important as a business leader, as a business that you commit to actually moving these forward. So how are you going to do that? You know, you might allocate, you know, a working party for each of those ideas where they actually implement and maybe they feedback once a month on how they're getting on. So you keep everyone informed after the session, after the creative session. Um, so as I say, it's such a simple thing. This is a 2020 creative brainstorming session. There are seven phases to making sure this is a success. So I'm just going to recap on that. The first one is the planning stage. The second is the environment that you're going to run this in. Third one, preparation and letting people know what to expect of the day. Um, number four is all about the actual creative brainstorm part of the day itself that 2020 where for 20 minutes you brainstorm 20 ideas as a minimum then the prioritization where you get the sticky dots and you actually allocate your votes accordingly to shortlist of all those great ideas maybe three to five and then break back out into the groups where the teams do a one-page proposal on that idea that covers the what, why, how, what if and when. And then when you get back into the office, actually implementation of those ideas. So those are the seven steps. So as you can see, really super simple. It's it's so effective. I've used this so many times um, throughout all of the various businesses that I've run, you know, whether I was at TUI doing 600 million pound uh, mergers and acquisitions or, you know, today with my property business and my mentor and advisory business. You know, it also works in small or large teams, in entrepreneurial business, in big corporates. So it's a really fantastic way of getting creative, in particular, if you're under pressure operationally and you just don't have the time or the mind space to do this. So as I say, for a couple of hours, you can be so effective. So I hope it's useful. I have got a full guide on this. Um, so if you want that guideline, um, 
and then please just click on the link that we'll put in the post um, so it'll take you through and you can just get access to that document so you've got it all there you can refer to and of course you know as always you know that I'm here to help support guide so if any of you do want to jump on a one-to-one -one session with me maybe to discuss how you could implement this in your business in more detail more than happy to do a free mentoring session for you so lots of resources uh, let's get creative everyone and it is by being creative and coming up with new ideas that you know we are able to push out of our comfort zone be brave you know be bold and ultimately when we're creative and we implement all of that that is when we are brilliant so have a fabulous day whatever you're doing today and enjoy the rest of you know the day ahead the evening ahead wherever you are in the world and i will catch you very very soon but yeah no limits everyone let's get creative and let's bring the best out in our people take care bye for now I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.